Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. What's up, everybody? We are Light the Fight. I'm David. I'm Heidi. And I don't know if this is going to be our shortest episode ever <laughs> or our longest episode ever. You never know. It's you really going to probably gonna... depend upon my health. So I'm coming to you just four hours ago, you guys. Something really non-traumatic happened to me. I started to get the makings <laughs> of a man cold. <laughs> Which and is really, really hard. And there's my phone. See my fan. Did my phone reminder say, "Don't forget to get you sympathy on the podcast and tell everybody that you don't feel good." <laughs> so if you want to DM me all my good wishes and get wells and stuff like that, we please do. That help feel me out. Now t- today's not about me, but I am not feeling well. So if it shows up in any ways, just chalk it off as a man cold. Because, like I said, it's non-traumatic, but personally very traumatic <laughs> for the world. It's not traumatic. Um, but we want to get started off today. We're, we're really excited, uh, not just for today's podcast. Well, I think one of, are, are we even, I don't know if we may or may not be excited <laughs> for today's podcast. Once you hear about it, um, today's a tough one. It's you know, I believe it's going to be really good, but also really tough more for her. <laughs> Always for me. But I mean, that's just how it goes. Right. <laughs> but luckily for Heidi, she has her team support person that's right. I've, Boom. Got, I've got my don't freak out yeah hat on, yeah so. you your homie therapist <laughs> counselor friend got our got our producer brandon he's he's always good to go run us and get us good snacks if we need him uh f- free advertisement to swig because it's in our camera right now so swig hooked us up tonight got some crumble cookies and uh, yeah, shout out to Swig and Crumble. If you're not from Utah, well, <laughs> then you don't know about how We're amazing <laughs> these two places are. They're definitely going to get you to diabetes faster. Which, but, you know what, there's times. But I think once they hear what this episode <laughs> is about, I think everybody's going <laughs> to cut us some slack. Like, we need some sugar. <laughs> Before we kick off the episode, what we're really excited about today. So I think it's pretty, most of our listeners know that getting in to see a therapist is not an easy thing to do. Or probably, let's put it this way. Most of our listeners have teenagers and kids. It's harder to get therapists for teenagers and older kids. Well, the reality is we know this because we hear this from you guys. Yeah. So many of the comments, emails, direct messages, everything we get is, help me help me find somebody, you know, or can, can we get into David or... The number one we request is super hard. Yeah, the number one request is, can we get in to see David? And the reason why people ask that, I just want to let you guys know, is because when you're listening to a podcast, you really get to know someone. I someone sent us a direct message. Someone going to school as a, to be a therapist, and they said, I think every 
therapists should be forced to have their podcasts and talk about so what they know, know so you can tell if they're full of crap first yeah. of all <laughs> and if there's going to be a connection because you could tell by someone's personality talking i actually thought that was a great idea um i don't know if that's realistic but point is is that connection with teens and their therapists is far great it's of far greater importance than even adult when adults come to counseling they may not want to be there but they know they better go they may lose their relationship or they're you know they could lose a job maybe Being they're just threatened Threatened, right? <laughs> Life is pointing all the arrows that they need help. And so adults are usually more willing to go. But with teenagers, as you can imagine, or even older kids, the willingness to go, it's usually not on their to-do list. Today, it's I got to do my chores. either they're in trouble, and so they're being forced to go. Yeah. Somebody's mad at them. Something's, you know, you said it earlier, damage control. Okay, damage something's control. happened. Now we have to deal with this. Yeah, counseling and therapy, you bring up a good point, Heidi. Counseling and therapy is usually brought up along with a fight or an argument and then people say fine it's so bad they need to go to counseling speaking about your kid or your teenager and so these are all typical things that happen but the reason why we're sharing all this detail with you is because our new sponsor of the podcast i'm extremely excited you guys have sent your dms you sent your emails this is the number one request i get is david seeing new clients number two request i get we don't live in your area or we know david's not seeing new clients because i talk about on the podcast sometimes but can you refer to any clients who have his kind of personality and style or specifically style of counseling, not necessarily personality. So the first one, obviously I'm not seeing new clients. The second one, my style, my type of counseling is unique to me, but what a lot of people want me to give them is a referral to someone who is just like me. I can't do that, at least not at this point, because I haven't taught anyone my style, which I'm working on. But what I'm about to talk to you about, I think is gonna be a very good alternative for a lot of people out there. So without further ado, um, we're very uh, happy and proud to be announcing our new sponsor. It's called teencounseling.com. So I'm just gonna read some bullet points from them. They trust us, they give us permission to just freestyle and talk about this, but because this is not one of those things like go down and buy this. If you're considering counseling for your teenager, parents out there, this isn't like going shopping for laundry detergent. You don't just pick one up, return if you don't like it. Okay, I want my money back. There's a lot that goes into this. So listen up really closely. So teencounseling.com, basically what they do is they connect 13 to 19-year-olds with a licensed professional counselor and um, where they'll spend most of their time on their smartphone. So basically what this is, is this is, uh, this is digital e-therapy. This is counseling that is going to be through and i know i'm going to say facetime for so everybody understands what i'm talking about where you can video chat you can text you can do phone calls okay so and we always talk about like you're good at what you practice right so we know that most teenagers are already really good at communicating with people via their phones so that's kind of cool and uh, i'll get to sorry no no i, I was just <laughs> going to add some I will take an hour. I don't want to take an hour doing this out, but let me just go through this so you guys, so when you first listen to this, you can go check them out at teencounseling.com. But the process starts by, so I interviewed these people. I've been on the phone with them. I've talked to them for an hour. I've Googled them. I've looked at their website, see the functionality, learn about their therapist, their whole entire process from start to finish. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be suggesting this. But the process starts by you simply filling out a questionnaire. 
um, that questionnaire kind of helps understand your relationship with your teenager, you know, specific needs, stuff that's going on. Um, then you'll be matched up with a therapist in your network of specialists who are available to start communicating within 24 hours. So a lot of you people out Which there. Which is great because. Exactly. You, I mean, when you get that, okay, well, in six months, in six weeks. You're not even opening, getting a message from Light the like Fight that crisis. David can't yeah. see your kid within a couple <laughs> days, let alone being able to match up with someone 24 hours. It's really cool. Next thing, you'll have the opportunity to review their credentials, directly communicate with the counselor so you can make sure it's a good fit. I'm talking about you, the parent. Okay. Then once you approve this counselor, the counselor and your teen begin communicating directly. Teen counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. This is one thing I want to add on there. One of the things that a lot of therapists have an issue with is they're not a, a teenager that just grew up like me. Like I'm just an actual teenager that's 45 years old. So for me to connect <laughs> with teenagers so is like the stupidest easy thing I've ever done in my life. Like, hey, what up, bro? Like <laughs> I am a teenager. So people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, how could I not do it? Like I couldn't I do this for adults. It's truly I am Pan Keanu right Reeves, <laughs> just the low budget film version of him, right? Low the low budget Keanu, like the oxygen later after his career, <laughs> baggy eyes. Point is, I'm not John Wick, um, whatever. Point is. <laughs> Yeah. So, so one thing that I started to think about this, I'm like, you guys, I'm like, if a therapist isn't really great at the face to face connection, but they're really good at therapy, teenagers are all about getting what they want when they want it. So they have a lot more power and control when it's in their phone because it's their device. If you have to go to um, a lobby and sit there, wait there, you got to pick up your kid from their friend's house, bring him into a lobby. I'm not saying that this can't be done. I'm saying these are all hoops you have to jump through and every single step of the way, every mile on the way to your therapist, you could lose your kid's interest. They may not even want to go. The convenience of this is what I'm really banking on will help the teenager feel like they have power in that relationship. And then with them, uh, when I talked to the companies, one of the first thing I asked them, like, what if the teen doesn't connect with them? What if the parent doesn't connect with them? They're allowed to switch and you're assigned a new therapist almost immediately. So um, last thing I want to state is that um, this is far more, gosh, I, I hope I never need new clients because I'm like selling myself out. This is far less expensive than it is to see me. It's almost half the cost of seeing me. You, you pay monthly, um, you, you get a certain amount of sessions. It, Go to the website, teencounseling.com backslash LTF. Their official that sponsor. for Light the Fight. Yeah, Light the Fight. So um, for all of our Light the Fight listeners, you get a special 10% off your first month on teencounseling.com backslash Light the Fight. Link will be in the description. Yeah, and the link will be in the description on our, um, on our webpage and also on our Instagram, correct? And the podcast itself. Oh, and the podcast itself. So you'll be able to click on this when you're actually on your podcast app. So last thing I want to say with the whole entire teen thing, you guys, we will be posting probably next week. It'll be done. I have a list of all the therapists in our area that can specialize with teenagers, numbers, specialties. We're going to get that out information out to you. I know I said I have by this week, but it's coming really soon. But with this teencounseling.com, you may not need to do this. You may not need to try internet therapy. You may not feel that this is something that could work. But what I'm telling you is earlier this past week, I made up a post or I put up a post on our social media and it just had a simple quote. And I want to reach, I want to share this quote with you. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I believe that if teencounseling.com and you start this relationship before there's major issues, 
your teenager will already have a working relationship with a professional counselor that's giving them helpful information. Then once difficult things come up, assuming that they may come up, challenges can happen, right? Then you already have this relationship. It's so hard when people come to me and they say, okay, we have a forest fire. I want you to put it all out by yourself. By the time we get out putting out the fire, people are so exhausted that they're not feeling hatred towards each other. They just feel happy that there's not that anger and they stop coming. And then six months later, they come back. So teencounseling.com, it's going to be affordable. It's going to be a way for you to keep up the natural progression of helping your teenager talk about their thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Then if they have really big issues or things that come up, they already have a safe place to talk about it. And you already have a relationship with the therapist. And like I said, it's a lot cheaper than me. So, But for traditional counseling, I still think if you can find a, a good counselor in your area, go see that counselor. But your counselors in your area may be a therapist on teencounseling.com. Like I could register and be a therapist on teencounseling.com. If you're in an area where there's not a lot of teen counselors, this gives you a chance to reach up to match up with people that do. If someone's in Chicago and they have a lot of experience working with a type of teen that you feel you're raising, but you're over here in Utah, man, you might be able to get the influence of someone that has that background with those teens because they come from the same background that your teen's from, assuming you adopted someone. I'm just thinking of all these different scenarios. So teencounseling.com, 10% for all Light the Fight listeners. We'll be posting about it. Links will be in uh, the podcast. And we want to hear from you guys. F fill it out. Um, sign up. Log in and give us your feedback. We yeah, really, love to hear. We really want to know how this works out. And both good and bad feedback. Because after talking with these people, I think there's a great partnership in the future. I want more people to get great help and there's just not a lot of therapists out there work with teens in your area or in any area for that matter. So we got to, we got to pull together the troops or strengthen numbers. And so let's, uh, let's get our youth the help that they need. I want to just add one thing for those of you who are listening to us and, and we're, you know, we're partnering up with these guys and this is an ad. Obviously we're, we're talking about them. It's an advertisement. But here at Like the Fight, we're not like taking on advertisers just. This is our second one in a year and four months because of I, that. I, I, <laughs> I guess the, the point is that the purpose of this podcast is to get this information out. So we, we really like what we see and what we've learned from these guys. Um, your feedback to us will really help us. I think it will help them. Um, you know. I think that it's a lot of you that are listening are in these situations that that you we felt like there would be value in this information. So um, I guess I'm just throwing it into that because there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that's like, OK, you know, and and it's not I mean, it's an ad. So I guess what I'm saying is that, OK, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we're definitely not. I, I just think this is freaking awesome yeah. because if I told you how many DMs I get a day it's out of control. about this, it's out of control. I just, I'm hyped. I love it when we can provide solutions. And yeah. So. And, and for all the therapists out there, this is not going to take away from your business. There's too many people out there that need help. They just need to find the right therapist. And I think teencounseling.com is the best chance of making that happen. And by the way, it's brought to you. I don't know if I mentioned at the very beginning, but it was brought to you by people from BetterHelp. If I didn't mention that before, betterhelp.com is they're They're really the Coca-Cola of this industry. They're the ones for the past, I think five or six years have been bringing online therapy to people that just can't get good therapy or 
they're handicapped. They have some sort of issue. They, they work, they're traveling. They're, they're not able to go and visit someone weekly in an office. So check them out and we really want to hear your feedback. Yeah. And this will be the longest ad for them, but because it was the first one, <laughs> I really want to lay it out there. And Heidi, I think you guys know what she's talking about. We're not going to have ads, I promise you guys, for things that we don't eat or need. <laughs> there we go. We're not going to be giving you ads for stuff that Heidi and I are eating. Okay. <laughs> So let's get into it. And we got about 30 seconds left. We're going to end this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it really takes all the pressure. Now off. it's going to go from happy, happy. There's hope for your kids to let's talk about some real stuff. So today is not a normal day, Heidi. Why don't you share with everybody what today is today and tomorrow? It's a, it's a, it's a twofer. It is a twofer. And you know, the, what today is, is the reason why we're here. fundamentally that's what today is today's as we're recording this um it's today is july 9th of 2019 and on july 9th of 2015 um was the day that uh that Corey decided to end his life um and I, I really, um, I want today, I want our conversation today, even though um, I, I got a lot of, I got a, there's a lot of emotions and, and I want today to be. Um, Not like it would have been the first year. <laughs> Or the, la- or the last three <laughs> years, last right? Year. <laughs> and what she's meaning by that, like to have a purpose of some sort, like to help. I, and, I just want, yeah. I want, I want to be able to tell you um, how things are different. Yeah. And I'm going to start out by telling you how they're the same. Um, number one, I think that it's really weird. And, and maybe some of you out there um, can relate to this. Um. When I say this was four years ago, that's a long time. Four years is a, that's college, a high school it's career. It's a college education. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a high school career. It's, I mean, Connor, who is my youngest, turned 12 on Sunday. And it's one third his life. You know, four years is a decent amount of time. And, and yet... This incident is not in my rearview mirror. It doesn't feel like, oh, four years ago, this is what happened. It feels like right now. It still feels like my reality. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And, and it's almost, it's a very frustrating thing to me because um, I, I think that there's a lot of events that happen and it's like, oh yeah, you know, we did this, we, you know, we went to, on this trip three years ago, we, gra- I graduated from high school then, I had this, even this baby or, you know, whatever. A lot of events in your life happen and then you move on and, and you keep going. Either I'm not, either I'm not moving on or it's coming with me or, you know, I don't know. I was trying to think like, how do I articulate this? And you know, in that trip, like, there's that cartoon. I mean, there's the cartoon, and, and I guess it's it's Winnie the Pooh. And you're like, no matter where he goes, there's just always the, the rain cloud, right? Like, yeah. like it just 
doesn't go away. And um, I mean, I was sitting in church last week thinking to myself, these people have to be so sick of me. Like, I was like with my comment about relationships or my comment about broadening <laughs> broadening perspectives or um I just I just You don't you mean you don't have the regular copy and paste comments <laughs> that everybody says at church? I just feel like I need to apologize to the whole world that I am still just stuck in this thing. Um because I feel I, I, f- I feel <laughs> like I like I'm like spinning my wheels is, is kind of what, what I feel a little bit treadmillish um, or hamster wheel or what you know whatever Louisiana mud or <laughs> you know whatever it is and and I want I'm I'm stating that because even though I feel, stuck and like everybody's got to be sick of me and wishing that I would just move on or get over it or you know whatever um the reality is that I have evolved a lot and I still feel the burden and the pain and the sadness and so, so it's weird because I think you, you think to yourself, okay, four years from now, f- four years later, I should, I should maybe be at a different place. And so I guess this goes back to the end. I feel stuck. I feel like I'm, it's a Groundhog Day situation. <laughs> but also there's a lot of ways that I've grown and changed and evolved. And, and, I'm, and I've seen that in my family. It's really, it's really necessary to open, open the eyes, take off the glasses, take off the hard hat, take off all the, all the protective gear, and and look, and and feel. Um, you know, I just had an image because I know you've been on Instagram a few times before, right? I okay. I use Instagram occasionally. <laughs> um, <laughs> Recently, I just saw a friend of mine. He posted this thing on his GoPro. I don't know if it's a thing just for Instagram, but he's on a surfboard, and him in the picture is still, but the wave oh, is moving all around I've him. Seen that. Uh-huh. When you were talking, that's what I was envisioning. Where it's like all this life is moving around. We're like, I'm still riding the same wave. I'm like right here, and it was like the wave as it barrels, like as it makes a right. tube, and it was like. It just, th- that image came and, to my mind. It's like, you're it's just like going, true. okay, it's still going. The, the way it's still coming, but I'm just still in the same spot. Even though you've, I, I want to I wanna hear you talk more about like how much it's the exact same, but how much it's completely changed. You know, before the podcast, if it's okay if we jump in with this right now and, you know, talk about whatever. Before the podcast started, we ta- started talking about who you are for your youngest son, Connor, right now. And could you have imagined before Corey had passed that version of Heidi trying to mother this young man? I mean, it just, I was 100% not equipped. Yeah, her hat would have, I'm covering up on the YouTube right here. <laughs> it just Coming was the a, don't part, just says freak, says freak out. out. That, yeah. that would have been her mantra. She would have like freak out bracelets. <laughs> when in doubt, freak out, go. 
you know, um, it's it's so easy um, and I, I'm I'm picking my my words carefully. And I'm going to say this, there's no way that I could have, that I could sit here, have this conversation, learn the things that I learned without what I had to experience with Corey in the way that I experienced that. Um, we always say a prayer before we start the podcast and I'm a, it was my turn to say the prayer and like I tell Heavenly Father every single day, I do not feel grateful to have lost Corey. But I'm so thankful for what Corey has taught me because I don't, because I know that no, nobody else in no other way could have affected me and required so much of me um, and will continue to do so. Um, because, because it's a, it's a process. It doesn't start or stop. I think it just keeps on going. And, um, and a big part of what you learned is that Connor has so much of the similarities and feelings and personality that Corey did. It was, it's like, this is your second opportunity in a lot of ways. It, it, Lack of better wording, right. but you get what I'm saying? Cause they're so similar in a lot of ways with their personal thoughts and feelings. You just you now know how to get those out of Connor instead of him having to sit with it. Well, and, you know, I've had a couple experiences where, you know, Connor has learned how to, how to talk about where he's, where he's at. He's you even know? helped you a couple times. Yeah, he Talk has. about where you're at. Yeah, he has. And, and he's, he gives me that pass, like, mom, it's okay. You know, like, kids are just so smart. They're so, they just watch and they just learn. And and as I have worked really hard to help Connor to feel safe or to talk to me or to, um, and and what I mean is, and, and we've talked about this on the podcast, that, that Connor, and, and if he was in here, he would tell you the same thing. Um, he just turned 12 and he had has had and and continues to at times a lot of suicidal ideation i mean four years ago i didn't even know what that meant those big words like you suicide know? ideation that what sounds does weird that mean, what is that right? yeah um and if anybody at any time four years ago would have said you know i i just would be better off dead i just want to kill myself i just want to be done i just hate my life i just hate everything i would have been like no 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 we don't talk about that we don't talk about that. you know just shut yeah. that down stop it let's let's change the subject let's jump on the trampoline let's yeah, you know let's call let's, the bishop who's a dentist <laughs> <laughs> he'll know what to do <laughs> you know yeah. you would and now when that happens it's like stop sit listen Slow, slow everything down. down. Slow everything down. Let's give this a minute. And and so, you know, ironically, as I, I came here with this list of things that I wanted to talk about, how things are different. And this right here is a really good number one. Slow it down. 
when there's a crisis, when something has gone wrong, when somebody's upset, slow it down, put it into park, and then listen. Um, and when I say listen, I mean don't lecture. Really hard lesson for me. And so they have different meanings, listening and lecture? There it's really two different things because sometimes people listen and then they and then they just Well, I have to listen to know how to sure. lecture. You ask me the question and then I will lecture you. Yeah. This is the kind of listening that doesn't have a lecture on the end. It just has like a hug on the end. This is a big difference for me because I love to lecture. Mm. And I am smart, mm. and I just I know what to and say. Nothing makes anyone feel better for people you to tell them how amazing and it. smart you yes. are. I know I, I experience this all the time. <laughs> people love it when I do that. Um, but th think about how huge. So it's so simple for you to say right now, but at those moments when you're stressed and worried about your kids, this is before Corey passed. Everything in your world seemed to hang on that moment. Like that moment was something that was so in, important that it had to be addressed and dealt with at that moment. And now what you're saying is, tranquilo, tranquilo, tranquilo. I know you speak Spanish, right? I know, I know that one word. No, but here's what happens to me when, here's what would happen to me. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, so I've had this yeah. happen again. I think we even confessed it recently. But like somebody throws something at you, your kid, your spouse, somebody that you love, that you're that you have a relationship with, they throw something at you, and then you like the card catalog in your bread in your brain. <sighs> you know, oh, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring that up. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna flip that out. Oh, July two thousand nine. Oh yeah, this is a great quote. Oh, and that one time. Oh yeah, you know, and you just pull out like all of your materials. You just okay, okay, great. Go wash up for dinner. Let's do this. You know, like like I I have really changed. And and that's a that's a humbling, and it's also a a tool to stop. Because the change wasn't always willing. <laughs> no, but I I didn't even know. I mean, I I honestly just thought it was my job. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. Kids hate it. I know. That's right. Also, husbands hate it. Because you thought in order to run a successful household, someone's got to toe the line. Someone's got to draw that line in the sand and, and, and just you got to like, got to push that envelope. You know what I mean? And turns out that there's other ways. So that's, that's probably one way that, that things have changed a lot. You allow things, you, you slow some things down, you give other things time to unravel and you're not reactive. You're, you're, you're sitting there in the pocket trying to allow whether like, for example, Connor trying to allow him to go through what he's going through. But at the same time, you're modeling for him because you just mentioned that last night you had a moment and your kids <laughs> were able to be there for you. Okay. So let me just paint this picture. I'm for saying you. It's, it's, it's two <laughs> positives. It makes you feel better and you're modeling for your kids how to do it for you when you're struggling and that allows you to struggle. See, the old Heidi wouldn't have done that in front of her kids, correct? No. No, I no mean, not like that, not in front, especially in front of one of them. It would have manifested in anger. Yes. It would never have manifested. It would have manifested in, in stabbing really balls. <laughs> it would have manifested. 
Yes. Burning wet towels. I don't know how anyone could burn wet towels, but I think she threatened her kids. I'm going to burn all the towels. Like, mom, they're wet. What are you talking about? Well, when they dry, I'll burn them. How do you slow with the comebacks when she's mad? Yes. <laughs> but you didn't do that. So last night, here's the picture. Um, Connor's birthday was Sunday. So yesterday, friend party. Exciting for him to have a birthday two days before it's, his brother passed away, I right? know. And it, I'm saying that, obviously, I'm, no, it, it's, it's hard rough. for him, you know? Yeah. It's rough because there's me trying to, like, hold it together and keep all the things floating and let's not make this about all the feelings I'm actually, you know, like, it's it's hard. It's hard for Connor. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I'm doing all the things and we had, we actually had a great time until I, you know, until, like, the party was over. And I sat down in my bed and it just like stuff started, I started feeling it. And, and then next thing I know, like my older kids, my two oldest kids, they're like detecting, they're like, you know, whatever that is that you do. (laughs) That one, they're like, mom is not acting normal. There's a disturbance in the force. (laughs) You know, and. and, We may not get dinner. Go see what's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like. They're like come, they're like coming in and then they're like keep checking like they're trying to see what's yeah they're what's poking wrong. and, and they're worried yeah. you know they know that any minute I could just shatter and I tried to hold it together and I just I, I just couldn't so then I moved from the open areas into the confined areas of the bathroom that's where we cry More private yeah. yeah and of course you know. There's not like chairs and tables in there, so you got to sit on the floor in the bathroom, which is really alarming to kids when they see their mom crying on the bathroom floor. You know, like that thing. They haven't gotten to the college years where friends, bad breakups, (laughs) late nights. Yeah, there's a lot of tears in those situations. Anyway, so I'm sitting (laughs) there crying. I got a whole box of tissue, and, and Quincy comes in and... You know, bless her for listening to the podcast or listening to us talk. She uses your tools on you, huh? She sits down and she's like, Mom, I'm going to make a statement. (laughs) You know, and then I just have to laugh, right? And then then she just uses all the things on me on me that I've been using on her and 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 they work they, even though you know it's coming it still feels good give a it couple does. examples of the statements so so she says I'm glad that you're willing to share these feelings with me <laughs> he cried, that was the sweetest <laughs> thing like, my daughter just said to me <laughs> I didn't invite you to come in here you know I'm like still like can yeah. I even cry yeah. but it was so sweet that she said it like that that was like Oh, and then damn. and then she says, you know, I'm I'm going to make one more statement. This one's a little overused, but I'm going to use it anyway. Cuz <laughs> when you're ready, I'm here to listen. And mind you, this is this is the statement that I use on her all the time. And it works. It just takes a little while sometimes. And even when I know that I'm being statemented. You know, it took me a few minutes and and then I just let it out. So, okay, so incidentally, also at the same time, Quincy's here. She's sitting by me. She's she's close to the fire. Colton's sitting on the other side of the bathroom. Colton does not like to see me cry. He'll admit it. He doesn't like to see anyone cry. But he didn't leave. He didn't make statements. He's a little bit of a shamer. I'm being honest, but but he didn't huff and puff. He, he didn't, didn't shame. No, he didn't. He, he wasn't he smart. He sat out. there. Yeah, he he sat there 
And then, so we're all sitting in the bathroom. I'm crying. And Connor comes in. He's been playing. He's sweating his brains out. And he stops. And he looks around with his, you know, and, and he's like, something's going on. <laughs> what I walk into? <laughs> and he goes, Mom, it's all right. Just let it out. <laughs> 11 years old. 12. Oh, 12. 12. Okay. 12. It's right. He just turned 12. Yeah. And he's throwing mm-hmm. down nuggets of just sound wisdom from mom. He's like, come on, mom. let it out. Just let it all out. <laughs> when you heard that, what'd you think? I just was like, okay, things are different. Well, think about this. Things this is really the first different. time in this four years. Like they showed up and they were supporting you. This is one of, this is a rare occasion. All of them were in their own way. And you were able to just sit there and go, if you're going to model for your kids to be open, to be vulnerable, do those things, well, then guess what? You better do it too. (laughs) Here's the You can't just tell them to do it all the time. I could have prevented myself to be bawling my eyes out. I would have. I did not like being there. No, I did not like the conversation. And? And I was amazed. (laughs) It worked really well. I was amazed. And then you know what we did, you guys? We had s'mores for dinner. There you go. Win-win. And now I'm eating sugar cookies. So I'm, 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 on, a, I'm on a sugar high right now. But <laughs> Well, you know, if it makes you feel better, one of the connections I have with Corey is Chicken McNuggets because he's working at McDonald's at that particular time. <laughs> and I had a lot of Chicken McNuggets stories. Not always good ones, but they're funny and so uh i'll go get some chicken mcnuggets tomorrow well, actually, so this is the week no, of we eat whatever cory this is what you have to get when okay you go. okay tell me you have to get the mc the mcbitchin yeah yeah i was gonna yeah. say what he used to say to me is the mcsnitch because he didn't say mcbitchin yeah, to me back then now at 20 he'd yeah. have no problem 21 he'd have no problem saying okay that. so what it is if you guys are out there if you've got a teenager that you really want to impress here's what you do you order a double cheeseburger and a spicy chicken uh, and um, it, did I say double too? What did I say? Okay, McDouble. Yeah. Sorry. Just, just tell them at the counter you want a McBitchin. Yeah, they know. Yeah. They know. They know. They so know. then you open the double Mc cheeseburger. What did you call McDouble. it? <laughs> See, I do not go there. I do not order this. You open That's the why McDouble. Heidi gets on the YouTube. And then, <laughs> and then you put the entire spicy chicken mm. on top, and then you put the bun. Back on, so count it, four buns. Yes. Four halves of buns, two, okay, two buns. And then you smash it down a little bit and you just all at once. Apparently it's really good. I have not done it. According to the American Heart Foundation, it's not suggested, <laughs> but <laughs> but for young people, it's amazing. So anyway, that is. So we'll, we'll just do the, what would Corey food. eat this week? That's Diet. Right. Grilled cheese That's and midnight. McVision yeah. for sure. Yeah, and, there you go. Um, so anyway, that you mentioned actually the other thing that I wanted to say is really different different for me, and that's I loved to solve a problem right now. We are we're not going to end this conversation until we have a an outcome and and a punishment has been delivered and a sentence has been given and a and an ultimatum has been made i was just all about kind of like this 
right now type of a person. And this goes real hand in hand in with the slow down thing. But giving a situation and a person time and space is so hard for moms to do. I can say from... Because you don't have time and every space is dirty. So, well, <laughs> And you you just want everybody on your time frame and in your bubble. Like we want it. Things will go all easier that way. Inside, we want to <laughs> wrap it. We want to hold it. We want to be in control of it. Um, you told me an important thing that I did not believe, refused to believe, and I have come around to the fact that moms and dads don't need to know everything. Now, this doesn't obviously. There's going to be things that we need to know what happened and and. And the truth will come out, whatever. But so helpful for a relationship, for, I'm just going to say the word processing, to allow some time and some space to happen. Um, that obviously requires a little bit of the slowdown, but it requires like reversing, like just step right out and and kind of give them a chance to figure some stuff out. This is this was this is really hard for me. Um because I just like I see a problem, I go in, I solve it and and then we get out. Well, and it's a problem for a lot of people that have a similar brain to yours where <laughs> they already take a little bit of information and at a very high speed they process it. Well, the Which problem, means there's only one The option. problem with that is that when there's a lot of information and there's a lot of things happening, it, it's kind of like when you rev your car, like you eh, hit the gas, but you got to pull off the gas. Like you can't just hold the, eh, you know, just it's going to go in the red. The RPMs, like you got to shift gears. You know, you just can't keep it in one gear. And so that's a, a challenge a lot of times is that you want to fix so much. You want to do so much. But what that doesn't allow is it doesn't allow that person to figure out how to fix things themselves. It creates a sense of urgency that's on your timeline, not theirs. And that's something I've, I've witnessed you go through because getting stuff done was kind of like a badge of armor for you. It's like, you know, I get stuff done. Even if it's last hour, last minute, we stay up all night, we just get it done. Doesn't matter how we get it done. We just and get I it done. Just, like done is so important to me. Yeah, just finish, put a period on it, wrap it up, tie the bow, tying the bow, putting it down, it's done. Um, the challenge with, you know, with teenagers and their development, just when one development you think is done, another one begins. <laughs> so there's always something else to work on. So it's never the work's never really complete. And I tip my hat to you because, yeah, that, that letting go and giving them space to figure out things on their own. Information overload is a really big problem we have in our society right now. We can't even trust what news is real, what isn't real, because in a great example, you look at the elections, like if you look at two different news stations during the elections, it was a joke. It's like, yeah. what the heck is really going on? And then with clickbait and internet, there's so much information, it's too much information. Well, with too much information and a brain like yours, that's not necessarily a good combination because now your brain's working overtime to compare every possible outcome to other outcomes on decisions that your son has to make that you can't even make. Exactly. And, and, and these, uh, that may sound confusing, just rewind it, actually will make sense. 
But that's what's happening. You're doing too much of the work. And for you to give them space to kind of catch up and get their own momentum and catch their own wave, that is very hard to do. And you can't do it when you're freaking out all the time because no one will take you serious. Which is why I have the hat. You have the hat on. But parents, you don't get street cred with your kids of when, you know, the boy who cried wolf. What about the parent who cried wolf? The parent who (laughs) cried wolf is the parent who freaks out at octave 10 or level 10, whatever that is, for every single thing in the household all day long. Then before you know it, you're the parent who cried wolf. Exactly. Exactly. I I think I want, I'm going to underscore that bullet point with making the statement of, I know you can figure this out. Boom. That that lie is really hard for me to say. I say it's a lie because I don't usually think. I usually think, oh, they need me to well, figure everything out. Well, it is a lie. Out. See, you were. Did we talk about this when she wasn't here that one time with us? It is a lie, but it's called a true lie. <laughs> it's a true lie. Oh, a true lie. So it's true and a lie. <laughs> I see it. A life. <laughs> one exactly. Or the other. It's a true lie. It's well, like you may blow this. And I'm going to tell you that you'll figure it out. (laughs) I think that there's a lot of parents that would probably also agree that we highly doubt their ability to figure it out and trust that we, they need us to figure it out. And so you remember, you remember being the age of your kids. So, you know, now for a fact, when you're that age, you're an idiot. When you're that age, yeah. you're not smart enough to know you're stupid. Well, exactly. Like you, you haven't learned enough life to go, oh, that was stupid. And when you're talking about, you know, the, you know, our kids shouldn't know everything. There is a bonfire all across the United States right now. Someone's camping out. Someone's on the beach. And adults are telling stories of all the stuff that their parents didn't know about them. <laughs> their parents sitting there going, so that's what happened to that tractor that one time. We're like, so the car really didn't get stolen? No, mom. That was me and, <laughs> was me and Billy down the street. You know, joyriding it. Every bonfire in the country, in the world, there's adults talking about things they did without their parents knowing. And those are the best stories. But there's kids listening and they're saying, wait a second, <laughs> how come there was no Navy SEAL parent when you were a kid? How come you had all this freedom? And that's a tough one to explain to young people. There are some things about the old school that were good. There was more disconnect because of lack of digital communication. When our kids said they're going to the movie theater, we just had to hope and pray that they went and came home. Right? Like we didn't, right. if they walked there, we didn't know. Like. It was just, we somehow, we we somehow survived, but since no one's going to go to giving away their cell phone, what you and a lot of our listeners and just a lot of just good parents that have figured this out on their own, you're realizing that the space doesn't just help your child grow. It helps your emotional maturity grow so you can see your child as an adult. Exactly. You need time to see them not as your little baby. You need time to see them as the person that they're capable of becoming versus being scared to death that they're going to fall short of the person you want them to become. And there will be time to help them. There will be time. We give them some time. We still be able to help them. <laughs> um, you mentioned another word, which is on my list of the ways that I have changed. And I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast that um, really... I had a problem with Corey and I had tried all of my methods and they didn't work. And so I brought him to you 
to fix him. And that's really how I viewed therapy. It's how I viewed, um, I like I was raising the white flag. I was, I was like, I don't know what to do. And, um, I needed, well, he needed help. I didn't need help. Mm. So the big change, and I think that this is the essence of this podcast, I hope, (laughs) um, is that you cannot fix others. You can only fix yourself. And I know we've talked about that a lot, but I cannot overemphasize that if you're mad, something's happening and you're upset, the very first step of that is not to look for someone to blame. It's to look on how you can take responsibility and how you can adapt yourself to put to err on the side of the relationship, you know, and I mean, th- this whole entire podcast has been me admitting my weaknesses and my failures and my shortcomings and my misunderstandings. And and the reality is I think that a lot of you can probably re- relate to that. 100% the biggest difference between the, the Heidi four years ago and the Heidi now is that I realized that I had to do, I needed work on myself. I needed to adapt. I needed to adjust. I needed to learn. I couldn't just, as you would say, copy and paste what my mom had done. I couldn't just wing it. My intuition, not working. I actually needed to learn. Is this is why she's so passionate about our workshops when we talk about the workshop. In every workshop, if you've ever come to our workshop, there's at least two or three times where Heidi stops, goes into student mode, opens up her thing. Hold on a second. Like, <laughs> I never understood that. Now, Dave, you've been trying to tell me this for three years. I'm like, Heidi, we're actually in the middle of teaching people. It's so like, play it cool. Act like you knew it the whole entire time. Because that's your biggest, I think that is your one thing is that you put this as a goal. You intentionally are saying, listen, I can't bring my son back to life, but I sure as hell am not going to be the same parent I was then. I've got to be better. I'm going to be better. And that's the best thing I could do from this is make sure that my kids don't have to have the same reactions and re- and me flipping out and freaking out um, like I did earlier as a mom. And that was something that if I were to say your biggest thing is that you put that, for some reason, you put that as your number one to do on the to-do list. And these past four years, everything you've been doing is trying to be that parent because your job's not done. You don't get to sit back and feel bad for yourself every day as an old retirement person at the retirement <laughs> home and, you know, watch the train not go by yet, every day, man. you know, stare at, watch the trees grow, right? Like you are a parent in the middle of it. Like you're right in the middle. You're not at the end. Right. And so for you to say, I'm not going to let this define me. I was the woman who lost her son to suicide. I was the woman who lost her son to suicide. And I'm the woman who figured out what a mother can do to make sure she never has to lose another child again. And and maybe, just maybe, that there was other moms out there feeling as helpless 
hopeless, confused, lost, disconnected as, as I was because I was scared. And hopefully they don't have to lose their son before they get this call, before they get this notification that's, that they that's need to I step hope. their game up. That's. And this is no criticism. All you parents out there are feeling that you're doing a bad job. If you just got back from the hospital right now because your child attempted suicide or if your child has actually, because I know some of our listeners had kids pass away from suicide. We're not saying that you were the reason why they died. We're not saying that you could have prevented it with all this information, but we're saying with this information, the things that Heidi's learned to share with you, following a woman like her and her lead, taking the information we're sharing, what it gives you, it gives you a better chance. Everybody wants the odds in their favor. Everyone. If someone says you eat McDonald's off the dollar menu every single day for the next five years, you're probably going to die of a heart attack. But if you don't <laughs> eat it, you won't. I'm going to take my odds not eating it every... I don't think we're eating McDonald's is sponsoring time soon. But <laughs> if they hear the second half of the podcast. Hey, we talked about the McBitchin. I know, but, but do you get what I'm saying though? <laughs> totally. It, it's just... I, I just... I think that... I can't go back in time. I can't, I can't, I, there's no way for me to, to know like, okay, I could have saved Corey. I could have changed this if I would have changed all these things about myself. But we have to, like there has to be a necessity. It has to, you, you, you know, I, I didn't think anything was wrong with me. So there has to be a mirror is what you're saying? There has to be some, some reflection. Yeah, some reflection. And, and and I'm and I will boldly say, I don't think there's anyone out there that doesn't need to do some of that fixing inside them. I don't think we ever get done fixing ourselves. Or well, as soon as we think we've learned everything, we haven't known. We haven't learned anything. <laughs> so, or as soon as we, I think that's saying, as soon as we think we know everything, we haven't learned anything. Right that's there, you go. There it goes. So that's a big, that's a big, big difference um, between now and and four years ago. Um, we kind of mentioned this a little bit when when Connor came in and says, you know, let it out. And, and when I also said, I don't want anybody to talk about, don't talk about, you know, I don't care if you want to kill yourself, don't talk about it or, you know, whatever. Like I, Your old response was shut it down. Yes. It's, it's inappropriate conversation. We don't talk about and, things like and that. And honestly, this is a buzzword. I think that this has changed a lot in, in our world in the last four years. This concept of feeling your feelings. Okay. And. Maybe it's the people that I follow. I don't know. I'd love to hear this from, from you as listeners. It's never really been a discussion how important it is to just feel. To just feel your feelings. Um, and we kind of, I think there's, in the past, there's been like labels of, oh, those are bad feelings and these are good feelings. And you don't want to have bad feelings, so don't do these things or don't, you know, if you've got bad feelings, you did something wrong. And if, and you want to have good feelings, so only behave in this way or, or if you behaved in this way and you still had bad feelings or, you know, what are, like our feelings, um, my, my 
opinion was that I only wanted to have good feelings and I only wanted people to have good feelings. I only wanted my kids to have good feelings and I just wanted, I just wanted everybody to have good feelings all the time. Good meaning happy, optimistic, energized, you, you know, like, yeah. um, so a big concept for me and, and I appreciate this about the world is that this conversation is just because you are having a negative or a sad feeling that doesn't mean it's a bad feeling that doesn't mean you shouldn't have it doesn't mean you should run for it hide from it if you're having a feeling we should probably just feel it um i was explaining actually to a friend and then and then also we chatted about this for a second for the podcast but my method particularly this week, this situation is for me to plan so many things around this day and tomorrow um, because because Corey actually um, went into the hospital on the 9th and then was declared dead on the 10th. And so it's kind of this weird two-day um, experience and I've tried to pack so many things around this, like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and and we're gonna go to the beach and we're and we're not gonna I I just wanted to escape the feelings. I didn't want to have to look at anybody in the eye on this day. I wanted to escape my feelings. Um this year, because of certain circumstances, different circumstances. I wound up with no escape, with no trip to the beach, with no full day of activities one after another, no grocery plan that I got to get to five different stores, you, you know, like. There's no drill team to uh, <laughs> make a last minute costume change or something. No, for and so and I think that that's why I sat in the in the bathroom last night crying is because I had it caught time. up to me. It's like it, it's like you sat there. Like, okay, I guess now I can say I could outrun it for four years, but not much longer. It, it caught just, you. It got you. Yeah, I just had to feel it. The amazing thing about feeling it, and I'm, you guys, I'm still in this process, I'm still in this place, and I still have tomorrow and tonight, but I'm, I'm just feeling it. I'm talking about it with my kids. I've talked about it to my kids. I've talked about it where, with friends, that my kids are overhearing it. Um, and maybe when we feel it and we know what it feels like then maybe it's not as scary um let me share a thought i think this is fascinating because what you're saying i i couldn't agree with more because i've been watching you go through it but also i think with the more complex our lives become human beings we're pretty nostalgic and we want to be connected we want to stay connected to things that are simple when mm -hmm. life was simple. And I think that's why we connect with such simple, basic things as memories. Um, but they, they leave a memory that has an emotion connected to it. It called emotional memory. And so like you see a pair of van shoes, 
could you not think of your son whenever you saw a pair of Vans shoes? You see a wolf of any sorts, could you not think of your son? So when I say human beings are nostalgic, like we, we long for the simple things of life. And I think it's interesting, this is what I think is fascinating, is that right now in social media, all the biggest buzzwords and all the biggest quotes and inspirational things that people are focusing on are things like feel your feelings, be present, speak truth, safe places. It seems so ridiculously simple but if you look at our problems in our society, and, and generally speaking, our lives have become so complex that what's the nature and the human social fabric of us as people is just simple moments and connections. So as our social media, as our online personas, all these things become very complex, we actually have to go back to the old basic ways of just remembering to not go so fast that you don't even know why you're even going. Ask yourself questions. You know, think about different solutions. Talk about feelings while you have them instead of bearing them in. This is the freest we've ever been as people to express ourselves. And social media is blown up because of it. But this is also a new place. It's almost like it's foreign because we've been lost in this digital, you know, mess of life and then the expectations of parents and families. Nowadays, you can't just have your kids play sports. They got to go to camps. You got to have private <laughs> trainings with them. It's like every kid at 10 years old is training to be a pro. It's like the, every bit of our life is becoming more demanding, more demanding, more demanding. That's why we want it so simple. And that's why we need reminders of human basic things that we've gotten away from. I truly think that human beings in our fabric know that we've stretched ourselves too thin and we need to come back. <laughs> we need to come back to who we really are. And so I think it's I think it's so cool when, when you say things and when you guys are listening to Heidi talk about things like just for me to allow myself to feel that, we hear it on social media so much, but when you explain it like that, Heidi, it makes so much more sense because you're not saying feel your feels, which is a fun thing to say. You're saying no. If you don't feel or acknowledge that you have feelings, then those feelings get dismissed. And when your feelings get dismissed, they feel the same way when you get dismissed. They get pissed, they get revengeful, they get angry, and they start stirring the pot in the background. But if we just take a moment and say, hey, this sucks. When people say live your truth, you know what sometimes your truth is? Is it that you sucks. sucked that day yeah. and you didn't do what you thought and you got to own it. You got to look in that mirror that Heidi talked about and you got to say, listen, I didn't do what I want to do today. Tomorrow, I got to do better. You continually have to push yourself and the truth isn't always pretty. Our feelings <laughs> are not always the ones like you said that you want to have. So if anything, this experience that you're sharing right now, what I took from this, Heidi, is something very, very basic and simple. If you wanna go through the most horrible, heart-wrenching times of your life or just any difficult time in your life, you first gotta know how you feel about that time in your life. Sort out where you're at, have realistic expectations of how you should be handling, like in your case, your son dying, well, you handled it like any mom would handle it. You freaked out, you lost your mind, you had heart-wrenching pain and agony, and then four years later, you now have learned from it because you did the work. And the work for you was slow it down, keep it simple because the pain is too complex. 
And and that's, it's a big difference for me. Huge difference. It's a big difference. Um, I think the very last thing that I want to mention, and I just, you know, we talk about it again, and this is something that's out there a lot. It's, and it certainly wasn't there four years ago. It is is there now. Um, and you, you guys have heard this, heard me say this, but I think that it bears repeating. Um, connection, connection, connection. Is there levels to connection? There's levels to connection. The, is and, there expiration dates? If you have a connection with your kid a year ago, does that mean you automatically are going to have one with them today? Especially not if they went from being a four-year-old to being a 14-year-old. Right. <laughs> in that one year. Yep. Um, I think, so I, I read an article just just this week, and it it was sort of a, it was a great article, but it was also like kind of a stinger. It was kind of a buzzer, and it, it just said suicide is, the definition of suicide is a lack of connection. It's somebody who feels a disconnection from everybody and everything. And and you guys, that's hard for, for me to think about my child being in that place. That he could fall in that category of not having a strong enough connection to want to keep him alive and continue. I didn't want to. Well, there's no, like, like we have those connections where I do your laundry and you don't talk back or, you know, I fold, you put them away or I make dinner, you clear off your plate. You know, we have, we have connections. Obviously we know that, that we have connections to loved ones in our lives. Those surfacey connections or, or obligatory connections are essential to our life. Um, but the things that I've just mentioned to you, slowing down, giving space, working on yourself, managing your expectations, allowing there to be real feelings. These are all those kind of like levels of connection, adding connection, real connection. Um, connection is essential it is it is the most the most essential thing and if that means you know it means putting down your phone it means staying up a little bit later it means listening without lecture you know it, all these things it means not lying and saying you're busy and you can't play just because you're tired you don't <laughs> feel like it sometimes because i know we all do that as parents i've done like oh, i got this thing i gotta do it, it means pushing through and and having a dance party it means sometimes having s'mores for dinner it means you're putting an investment real. into an account that is going to pay dividends in the future it, it means being real with your with your children it means putting the relationship first. We talk about that a lot. Um, I I didn't understand. Like, I didn't understand connection. I and I think it's it's something that 
I know if Corey was sitting here, he would, you know, if we if we could have that interview from the other side, if we had that correspondent in heaven, I'm sure Corey would not want me to feel guilty. He would not. He would. He would testify that he knew he was loved. I don't think that was the problem. He didn't think that I didn't love him. He'd be like, "Mom, what you, this isn't your fault. Come on!" Like he, he he'd be like, he'd dismiss it. Like that's he a joke. Would. Yeah. I know and 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 I know because I, I was I had that last conversation with him. I was there when he said the things that he said to you. He was not a young man that didn't love his mom. No. He was a young man that felt like he was a disappointment to the world, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it wasn't specific to you or to dad. It was just to everybody. Felt like he was a disappointment at that moment, at least. And and so I think while again, there's a there's a lot of unanswered questions, and I can and I can and we could really go down the the question. Um. Place and, and that's not what this is about. What I hope this is about is is helping to point out changes that have been made in my life and changes that I know that if if you, wherever you are, wherever you are on the journey, wherever you are, whatever age your children are, whether they're four or they're 40, it is not too late to, to start really focusing on the essence of of that connection um and every family every dynamic is going to be different is going to be struggling with something different but every family and every relationship is going to be struggling something and so um let's not pretend like those those things aren't there let's not pretend like they don't need to be addressed and um dealt with and 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 the and the i mean i said the connection was the last thing and we've already mentioned the don't freaking out but i'm not perfect at, at not freaking out but it's a big change i have i haven't i haven't stabbed any balls <laughs> in the last four years <laughs> You're a uh, four years ball stabbing free. <laughs> we yes. get you a token. You're like a four year yes. token. Yes. Um, and. Well, and I'll joke aside. That's a big part of what you learn from your son's passing. What's, why freak out? Like there's, it's, it's, there's nothing. There's, it's, it's, it's a false. It's not even real. It's a false flag. You don't care that much that you want to hurt your kid. Right. You don't want to make them feel bad. It's like. At the end of the day, now with all your life experiences, like pff, dirty towel, this and that, those are nuisances. <laughs> those are irritating, yeah. but you can laugh about those things now. Those are the things that are just, you can brush off your shoulder and keep on going. Um, I, I pulled out my scrapbooks this morning, looking back at, at my pictures, reading the stories. And um, I really hate it. I really hate that he's gone. I look at my kids together and I just, he's just missing. <laughs> the hole has not gotten any smaller. <laughs> um, I still just crave his big bear hugs. That kid gave the best hugs. 
Um, but wherever he is watching me from, I, number one, don't want to add to his pain. I want him to see the partnership that we have. I want to honor him and show show him and you, listeners, that we can be better. And then it's it's not it, it's 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 not rocket science, but it doesn't come natural. Oh yeah. And I think I think that I thought that you know you you have a child and automatically you're a mother. So boom, there you go. You listen. Yeah, you should know what to do. Um, and so, like I like well, I we're said, not gazelles. Our kids aren't born and start like walking <laughs> and feeding themselves at the moment. So that'd be they're helpless. Yeah, they're helpless. They're helpless. Um, I I I love being a mom. I'm a, I'm a better mom. There's a, there's a song by Coldplay. It's called, I will fix you. And it, it makes, it makes me cry. Cause it's like, and the tears are streaming down your face. Like it's terrible. It's a terrible song. Don't listen to it when you're sad. But it says lights will guide. And we gotta shine the light on this. The more light, the more we talk about it, the more conversations we have, the more information that we share. That's how we're gonna, that's how we're gonna beat this. Well, I can say personally, um, thank you, Corey Swap. <laughs> Changed my life, man. That young man single-handedly changed my life. It's it's just true. It's not good. It's not bad. But, um, you know, with his story and everything that happened, put me with you. It put me in different directions. It gave me the courage because I was the guy who never lost anyone. And so I look like um, great. Well, then once I become the guy who lost someone, now I was on the other side of the fence with people that had lost people close to them, you know, specifically like someone that I was helping and it questioned my career. Like it, everything was in question because that was the first time I, I experienced something like that. But I can honestly say thank you because outside of that experience, it gave me the courage. It gave me that attitude of like, I know I'm helping people with this information. Why am I so scared to talk about it publicly? Like for some reason I felt if I said these things out loud or tried to be a, uh, a motivational speaker, write a book that I was in some weird way selling out all the people. Like I couldn't like be the person in the public persona to help people and still be on the street and really be a man of the people. I didn't know I could do both, but once he had passed and our conversations and a lot of convincing by you, like, let's talk about this. Like, you know, I've never heard of this stuff. Maybe 
maybe it is fresh stuff. And then the more we start going, other people start saying, yeah, I didn't hear about this stuff either. I just knew it worked for my clients. And so Corey gave me the courage. Your guys' story with Corey gave me the extra motivation and boost to get over my own fears because after going through that with you and your family, it's like, well, what am I scared of? Nothing happened to me. Quit being a pansy and just if people don't like your stuff, they don't like it, but don't not share it. So thank you, Corey. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, your whole entire family, all your kids for just trusting me and still letting me be a part of your guys' family because when it was all said and done, I, you know, as you know, um, wasn't sure how you guys would feel about me. And um, I'm glad that uh, you guys took a moment to have feelings about me <laughs> <laughs> and then shared the ones that were polite to share. Because <laughs> I know you guys are like, this, what, what, what were they really talking about? And I know. But it really meant a lot to me that you guys, they just brought us closer. You know, it, it really does, especially with your kids, too. I mean, I just I love those kids so much. So, I mean, you and Eric, you're all right, but your kids. I mean, well, my heart's really with the kids, right? You know, there's still hope you know, for them. Yeah, right? exactly. Your ship <laughs> sailed already, the two of you guys, <laughs> to Valhalla or whatever. Because you guys are like Viking blood or something. I imagine you guys blonde-haired blood, the Aryan race over here. <laughs> well, there was a... There's a woman who sent me a message today, and and uh, by the way, Corey said it was getting a little too serious, so we had to like, yeah, yeah. Corey, I just started Corey, talking Corey some trash, a real. little too. He's like, "Come on, man, make a joke, <laughs> bad one, anything." You know, it makes me happy. I got a message today, even from from a mom who said, "You know, I was able to have a tough conversation with my with my kids because of your story." And you know, wherever Corey is, looking down, he loved people. He loved to help people. And, um, and I know that his stamp of approval is on this podcast and I know it's on what we're doing and, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad for that. So am I. So thank, you know. Thank you, guys. If you're still listening, I don't even know how long I've been talking. Seven hours? You must have had a lot of <sighs> uh, housework to do if you're still listening. Or a long <laughs> bike ride. Um, we, hour and a half. Yep. There you go. We so it was going to be the guys. shortest and the longest. So <laughs> knowing us, it makes sense it was the longest. Oh. Uh, so thanks for showing up. You, if if you're a you're a listener, you knew this was. Yeah, and if you haven't tough. subscribed to our YouTube channel, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way, you can get to see the Shiz show, not just <laughs> hear it. It's the visual is just so much more entertaining, but not in and our I favor. And I should just really quick. This is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. show that, show that. This is see on YouTube. Um, you this can is what see I this made cool today. Stencil. This um, this is what I like to take stuff. I like to take special grave markers. Um, and so the YouTube folks can see this. This is a... What does it say, though? It says, Corey Paul Swap loved, missed, and remembered. And there's a there's a wolf howling. And um, so I don't like to go to the cemetery empty-handed. <laughs> well, I think it looks beautiful. And for those of you people who can see it, you know it looks beautiful, too. Yeah. Hello, Heidi. Take, Take us it home. Out. All right, you Take guys. Take us home. Take us to the bridge. You guys, thanks always. Thanks for coming, for listening, for sharing, for commenting, for your messages, for your DMs, for your prayers and your encouragement. Yeah. But thank you mostly for helping us to light the fight. <laughs>